brought to you by the Gathering Card Store in High Point, North Carolina, your host, Chris Law. Alright, my favorite phrase ever uttered in the history of magic. Swing with a million squirrels. Chris Kennedy. Alright, this guy over here has a flyer to block with. <laughs> but he killed my soldering. And will was that? You know, I was I was actually fine with talking about this until it turned out I was wrong. And now it's time to run the gauntlet. Alright, and welcome again to another episode of Running the Gauntlet. I'm your host, Chris Walls, and with me is Chris Kennedy, and new addition to the podcast, we have Will Lavasse. How's everybody doing out there? Alright, so, let's, uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Will? They got to know us a little bit last week, so. Okay, well, I'm William Lavasque. Uh, I've been playing Magic off and on since I was 13. I'm 22 now, so I've been playing for the better half of a decade. Um, off and on... I didn't play Mirrored and Block very much. I, I don't played think it, anybody yeah. played Mirrored and Block at that age. Well, I mean... <laughs> I know, yeah. I, w- I was probably about 17 when Mirrored and came out, and I just dropped the deck and walked out. Like, all I remember yeah. about Mirrored and Bow is horror stories about affinity, but... Yeah, I played it for a while, but something about silver artifacts. Like, I just, I was like, no, brown's the color for me. And it just didn't like the art. And at being 14 at the time, it was just like... I was just tired of losing to Affinity. Yeah. I mean, I didn't care. I would... Real funny story about when I first... Uh, in Onslaught, um, I bought tons of packs, and I had a pretty cool amount of cards, but uh, I just set them aside and then came back to them like, years later, and I was like, I was going to play Extended, um, and I wanted to play Zoo. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I wanted to play Zoo. That was a bad choice. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, How could you say turning things sideways in an aggressive fashion was a bad choice? I don't I, The deck doesn't win. <laughs> I watch it lose more than I watch it win. But um, anyways, like I was like, all right, what do I need? And at the time, the, one of the more expensive cards in the deck, minus Tarmogoyf, was uh, the Fetchlands. And I was like, what set these come out of? And I was like, Onslaught. And I was like... Why did I get any of these out of packs? Just, just like <laughs> I didn't know they existed until like six years later, and I was just like, "All right, sweet deal, me." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. But, yeah, and so um, I started playing more heavily competitive when, uh, in the heyday of Jun, um, right after the release of World Weight, uh, I'd been playing pre-releases during the Laura block and prior, off and on through the other blocks. But I started playing more aggressively and heavily than um, my premier debut, I guess, for as far as events are concerned, was I day two Grand Prix DC. Um, I also was the only person, I think, to accomplish a day two buy. <laughs> which, tells you, <laughs> which tells you I, I, I did not do as well as my day one I also I didn't have any buys going into day one but I got one day two and <laughs> I decided to steal the standing sheet and post it up in my room as a reminder of how awful I did <laughs> um, after that I got a job working at the local card store the gathering card store where I'm currently working now um uh, running FNM. My preferred format is uh, EDH, which is now Commander. Um, I I can tell you a lot about Commander, and I have a lot of stories from Commander. You won the first two seasons of our Commander League. Yeah, that is, it was one-on-one. I also have a... Uh, show you how good I am at Commander. I have a winning streak of about 42 six-player games. <laughs> <laughs> 
It, to with be different fair, people. he plays Sharoom. Yeah, yeah, he he does play Sharoom. <laughs> I, 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 I had <laughs> some tough, I had some tough matches. I'm not gonna lie. I had uh, a two infect decks in one pod, both attacking me constantly. <laughs> really hard to stay at nine infect and just not die. <laughs> But uh, I really enjoy that format. Before we get to talking about the, probably the biggest news to hit standard magic in the past five, six years, um, let's go through a couple of cards that were spoiled on or uh, re- previewed on the Wizard site for M12 that we didn't cover last week. One of them, they're all uh, reprints, but they're all really, really good. Um, how about, Will, you take Distress. You were talking about it the other day. Black, black. Look at tar- target player's hand. Choose a non-leg card from it and discard it. Oh, well, I guess with the rotation of Inquisition of Kozilek uh, in October being imminent, I mean, the discard spell, does, the discard outlet does need something. And, I mean, is is there any confirmation of Duress and Mind Rot being reprinted? Uh, we've mind, seen Mind Rot. We've seen Mind Rot. I, I would imagine the stress well, and Durant are usually interchangeable yeah. in four sets. Well, I would I would have expected I don't think stress to re- replace Mind Rot and Duress not be there. But so all right, well, with the rest leaving then in M with M twelve coming in and You get I a mean, few months to play with yeah. both. Yeah. Mm. No. Do, two? do we? Two? Do we? I thought that was a, I July thought, and it rotates in October. No, no, I thought that was a I thought that was a one-time deal. Was last was M11 and M10 being in the same set? I thought that was a one-time thing. Yeah, I, I, I thought Wizards always rotates in October. I think they were talking about and that I as far as standard goes. No, but I think yeah, the course sets. I think the course sets rotate. Do they? Yeah, I think yeah, it was a one-time deal with M10 and M11. Has there been an announcement on rotation yet? Uh, I. Year ago, yes, but <laughs> well, <we've> got, <laughs> nothing recently. We've got less than we can a month. Look, we can look it up. We can look it up, and for our fans at home, you can look it up and tell us, and then you feel feel like you're a part of the show. <laughs> there you go. But um, I guess with with the rotation of the discard spells, uh, they wanted they put in despise. That's that's the new discard spell, right? Yeah, from New Frex. Yeah, they printed despise with the intent of trying to limit power in some of the control decks. Well, it was it was aimed at Cobblade. Oh, I mean, specifically, it was aimed at Jace. It was like, take this card. Well, it said Creature or Planeswalker, so it could hit Stoneforge Mystic as well. It could hit Fauna. Like, I, th- I think it was. I think that card was printed to hit. I think they were like, hey, let's print something not as great as Inquisition of Kozilek, but at the same time, let's try to specifically hint at this. And, I mean, if we were due for a card to say t- something about Planeswalkers. I mean, it was only a matter is, of time. Yeah. We, I mean, there's not never going to be a. I say never, but as soon as I say it next week, we're going to get the spoiler that says destroy target planeswalker, and <laughs> prices are going to that's a, that's going to be a, what we call in economics a demand shock. <laughs> <laughs> but you need a new discard spell, and if they're not going to reprint duress, I I don't want to see ostracize. <laughs> no, distress was always a, a good choice. It's, it's a much better fall block, fall back, or or God forbid you have to run obstinacy. <laughs> um, so let's let's go on to the next three, which which I think are a lot more exciting. Personally, for me, I'm glad to see Overrun come back. I like to play green, and the fact that I don't have to wait to cast my trample spell until I have at least two dudes of power three or greater to win the game is absolutely two. amazing. What do you need two? Over Overrun makes Stampede says 
one creature becomes. No, but uh, then I cast it, and, and then I'm they respond by kill guy. kill your big guy. <laughs> now all your dudes get plus one plus uh, one from your land war elf. Just play all this fail. <laughs> <laughs> Doomblade, don't do shit. Good sideboard choice. Nah, um, but um, anyway, but yeah, we've got got overrun coming back, which. I mean, that excites me, not many other people. But I think a lot of people were disappointed to see it replaced, yeah, to be honest. I was. I, I, think, I, was. I think this is, I, it, it, it takes this an is Wizards admitting yeah. that Overrun shouldn't have been rotated. Well, it's, an, it, it's <laughs> I don't know, it, Overwhelming Tempe was a rare. I mean, it's fine being a rare slot. It was really cool in draft and stuff like that. But, I mean, no, we really needed Overrun in that uncommon slot for a lot of things. Like, I mean, draft specifically, like... I don't know how many times I've, I've, I, I love getting multiple overrun. But there's also a ton of other uh, overrun effects currently out. And even there's the new Phyrexia one. I'm not really sure if overrun's going to be what to be everybody fair, wants. never rotated, so they've always had that option. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Garrick's an amazing utility for if, if the fact that he even potentially... Bec- the potential ultimate overrun, so... But uh, no, specifically what I was wanting to speak about was the the overrun in New Phyrexia, the the plus the one plus one, one trap one infect. Yeah, yeah, I think I lost the game yeah. and sealed to that card. I mean, I won a lot of to games. To be fair, I lost the game three <laughs> when I had lethal on board the next turn. I won a lot of games with that card and sealed because my sealed pool I had two Shrine of Loyal Legions, like double Remember the Fallen, like a lot of white spells. Our our pre-release was six. New Phyrexia, so everybody had to at least to remember the Fallen. <laughs> yeah, I remember dropping. <laughs> I remember dropping at 3 a.m. and being like, time to sit in front of the computer until everybody goes home. <laughs> and then I got a birthday party to attend. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember no, that. Yeah, okay, I, I, was, was I, talk- I was talking about that all night, wasn't I? <laughs> I was real excited. All right, all Chris, right. since you're a, you're a red player, why don't you talk Ooh, about I get the I get the two best. You get, Why um, did we leave the best for last? Oh, wait, that's, that's what you're <laughs> We did to leave do. the best for last. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, go ahead. When the rumor started going around that Lightning Bolt was out, I think most of the red players, including myself, were you know devastated that we were losing such a good burn spell. But to see Goblin Grenade and now Shock and Incinerate, I think it's more than made up for the loss of Lightning Bolt. I still want Lightning Bolt. But I'm certainly happy with having shock, incinerate, and goblin grenade. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to hold this point until we spoil the, the the last card. Then Should we just move on to the next well, card? No, 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 no. You can you can go ahead and finish your point. Then go on. I just want to move on to the okay, next card. Okay, let's do it. All right, Chris, take it take it away. This card I saw last night when Evan updated the StarCityGames.com account, and I saw the little picture in his description. I'm like, this, no, that's not. Holy shit, that's Grim Lava Mancer. Yep. That, that, that's correct. That's correct. Grim Lava Mancer being reprinted in 12. Um, what the hell were they thinking? <laughs> well, I actually, and I just thought of this like a few minutes ago, but the reason I think is with Lightning Bolt and all the cards that were printed like M10 and reprinted M11, they were trying to up the ante. They were trying to this, bring a new This new is a era. legacy staple yeah. for Red Deck wins. But they were trying to bring up a new era of magic, and they were trying to like, because... They brought Lightning Bolt back. Shock was the standard, and now we have the. But we don't damage. see Counterspell ever cancel. Well, I mean, we have Stoic Rebuttal, and we 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 got Mana Leak. Mana Leak I, was, I think there are a lot of people that would be much happier with Rewind. Well, the, the thing is, they're done printing. Re, I'm almost positive they're done reprinting. I I say never, but 
That's good. But, but as soon as I say it, it's going to be there tomorrow. But they're done reprinting Counterspell. That's why Cancel came out. They were just like, yeah. too blue is too is cheap. A it's hard too counter? cheap. It's too cheap for a hard counter. And they, they, through extensive testing, the R&D department found that out. And Cancel is a play. And then, yeah. Nobody plays Cancel, so should they go back to two and a blue? No. I mean, we're... We're approaching the point where we're out of the hype. They're not upping the ante anymore with cards like Lightning Bolt, Baneslayer, and Doomblade. And we're going back to the older cards that were Shock, Incinerate, Grim Lava Mancer, um, and even. And I'm sure we'll see we'll see some other stuff. Like personally, I I think one one of the things that's coming from is there are a lot of players that have been playing for a long time and they've been complaining about how just the general power level of magic has gone up so much right. that I think I think they're in a phase now where they're trying to, to balance it out and to get it to get it back to where, you know, it's not such like every every format, every rotation has, you know, two or three decks that either instantly kill you or that are just so overbearing like Cobblade was. Look at how powerful if, red is in M twelve. Yeah, if you haven't well I mean so far, I think they're just being a little spoil happy with that color block. I think there are more. I think there's from other colors. I think there's a there's some hidden gems underneath the surface that we might not see until until the very end. Well, Wizards and Light holds so, back yeah. some of the stuff. Now with red, we we already know Gideon, uh, Gideon's reprinted. Yes, Gideon, Gideon and Gideon's Gideon's, Gideon's Avenger. Avenger. Yes. I, yeah, we, you guys talked about that in the last show. I remember. And um, so with Gideon being reprinted, red deck does have a, 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 a arch nemesis. I'm just gonna burn you directly. Like I don't think with well, depending on when M11 rotates out, if there is a two-month buffer, yeah. I don't think you need to play creatures. <laughs> <laughs> just, just all, all spells. I think you've got that time. old extended, you know. Well, well, then, 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 then my plan is going to be. Well, no, Leyline of Sanctity. Well, right? yeah. Oh God! I don't, I don't even know. That, I don't so. even know if Core Firewalker is good enough about against a straight burn your dome deck. Well, your shocks become. Uh, but I'm just putting a, but I'm just putting a counter on my shrine of burning rage every time. You gain a life. I shock you for well, one. I, I put a counter on my shrine. Well, you can kill the firewalker, or I can kill the firewalker, or I can, or I can just, just get a counter them. every time you gain a life, yeah. and then just take all your life gain out in one yeah. hit. But well, I also think that there there are going to be some hidden gems that people aren't going to expect. There's probably going to be something. Um, I'm not very, I'm not, so far I'm not very impressed with the black cards that I that I've seen. I'm not. I'm not very happy uh, with Bloodthirst over Scry, but I mean, you know, that's you're, more of an aggressive thing. That you're thing. more of a control player. Too. The Bloodthirst well, Dragon, I think, is really uh, good. I just don't know with all these cheap burn spells. I, I don't like know how burn. good a big red deck would <laughs> be, would be. Right? Um, yeah. Um, so, and we we don't know. There may be a few there's still a hundred cards left to spoil. Right? One, one thing, one thing that <clears throat> that I've noticed is there is only. One planeswalker that has not gotten a rematch. Besides, besides Gideon, of course, because he was a new planeswalker anyway. The first and of the Soren. original five. Actually, even some of the even some of the ones after that. But Garrick is the only planeswalker that has not gotten some sort of rematch. Granted, I don't think he needs it, but I think he's due Wait, for one. What did Liliana get? Okay, based Lilia. on the Innistrad, based on the Innistrad spoiler, we're we can assume, assume there's a new Liliana. Oh, it's a new. Okay, I was so unaware. We don't of that. know. We don't know if it's. We a don't new know Liliana for certain, but we're assuming they pulled her out of M M12, so she could just be a straight up reprint. But in a block, I would hope that she's a new version. Because Chandra, Chandra got. Well, yeah, they're not. They're not going to just straight 
they're gonna they're not gonna be like, gonna hey, we printed reprint this card in Lorwyn, and then we're gonna reprint it again in this uh, new set. I honestly hope. Hey, everybody, revamp. buy our set. Yeah. Liliana's. Jay's got Jay's Jay's got Jay's got a revamp. Jay's got a pretty good revamp. Agreed. Chandra got a revamp. A horrible revamp. Oh, terrible, but. The point is, I think <laughs> I'm a red player. Chandra plays just. I started. I started thinking about the. I was like, oh, Chandra, oh, Sarkid, oh, Nisa, oh, Jace, oh. <laughs> I, was, I was like the order of planeswalkers from Zendikar to Whirlwake. <laughs> tier three, and tier one. <laughs> just. Well, right, I mean, so, uh, Nisa is a good planeswalker. I'm gonna be wrong. So she's not tier. Three. <laughs> tier three doesn't exist. If you're a planeswalker, you're not tier three. <laughs> so, Sandra Blaze. Now that we mentioned Jace, let's get tier let's two. get to <laughs> sorry, let's get to some news that basically I think took a lot of people off guard, and that was effective July first. Stoneforge Mystic and Jace the Mind Sculptor are banned in standard. I don't think that caught him off guard as much as allowing War of Attrition to be legal. <laughs> yes. No, like, I, what, I, what I, can honestly, I can see why I, they did it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, it'd be real hard. I, as a salesman, it is real hard to sell something that is banned. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to... Did you, you want to buy this deck? With, to people that wanted the deck, or did you sell them to people that wanted Stoneforge Mystics? I, I don't know. I, I think I sold one. <laughs> They're all still up there, as far as I can tell. I don't. I, okay. I, I'm pretty sure I sold the deck as a play out of the box. I mean, the it's I, easier to sell than hey, some Fortress is in this deck. It's almost a budget buy. I mean, I did it with Goblin Guide for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it was me. I, yeah. you were sold out of Goblin Guide. Somebody yeah. lost my set, so you, you actually cracked two. And, and we just sold yeah, me the Goblin like, Guide. <laughs> well, one thing. One thing. <laughs> I'm still trying to get rid of the sideboards from that deck. <laughs> Selling them those ready-made red sideboards. One dollar. <laughs> One thing that gets me though is Unstable. how how F and M level judges are gonna have fun deck checking when someone casts Stoneforge. <laughs> I, I'm just going to I'm just gonna glance and if I see something that I that I don't think's in the list, I'm just gonna be like, eh. <laughs> I mean, first off, they play a sword or a batter skull. I'm just gonna be like, all right, um, judge, stop this. <laughs> no yes. more shenanigans. You are DQ'd. Um, now one thing, let's talk about you know. My initial response to the banning was Stoneforge I accept all day. But I don't I don't know if Jace needed to be banned, honestly. Like Alright, it was more alright. Standard had deteriorated to the point to where even PTQers were not playing anymore, right? And they were all PTQ attendance has been down for a while. But they weren't calling to ban Stoneforge Mystic, even though Stoneforge Mystic is the card that broke the format. They were all screaming ban Jace. So if this banning was put in place to get players to come back, then Stoneforge Mystic wasn't enough. Well, I understand that. I get that from, from that perspective, but from a competitive standpoint... That's the perspective Wizards was looking yeah, at when they so, made these decisions. The, the R&D department, to quote their to paraphrase, their article said, the Jason Mind Sculpture and Stoneforge Mystic were appearing in a top 8 percentage of decks, uh... Absurd. In a certain amount, it was. They were saying it was like 80, 80, um, between eighty and eighty-five percent, I think. And they were saying that the, the, just the fact that those numbers were for all their events and the Star City Open events, that that, that was enough for them to say if players don't want to see these cards, then we need to ban them. But their logic there at that point baffles me because 
Jace and Preordain are in the same deck a vast majority of the time, even more so than Jace and Stoneforge yeah. Mystic, because Jace. you would play, you won't play, you'd you play, play Jace, Jace and anything that's blue. Yeah, Jace and Preordain in blue. It's right. there. And Preordain the is not the same Stoneforge power Stoneforge Mystic. Stoneforge Mystic is the card that broke standard. They, they don't like Tinker Effects. Specifically what they said in their article, they don't like playing I think the, Tinker I think the Tinker Effect was fine. It was the one mm-hmm. white tap put something into play. No, no, no. no, no, no that's it the tink- that's a, it, it's a, Stoneforge itself is a Tinker. It's it's a slower it's one. It's a slower that, one because bad. you have to search but, it and then you have to cheat it. To yeah, play. Here's, unless you have fifth. Here's, <laughs> here's my thought on it, though. Stoneforge, and I was talking to Chris about this um, a while back. I don't think it was Stoneforge so much as the artifacts that she, or the the equipments that she had she was at her disposal for the swords. Well, Stoneforge, Stoneforge is not I terrible. She was her. she was not amazing. She was just not. She was adequately she was adequately balanced for that. Saw any competitive okay. play. Well, all right. So when yeah, and they're, they're right. They made them. They're like so. They even said they slipped. Stoneforge slipped through because they they did they weren't expecting a lot of equipment until the return to Mirrodin. And then they knew for a fact that the point when Stoneforge came out that swords the swords were going to be remade. Yeah. They, they knew how many of the swords they were going to have. They knew they'd have three, and they knew the first one was the weakest, the second one was uh, going to be the better, and the third it, it was going to be a mountain. It was going to be a mountain curve. And so, so that's what they said, and they were like, "Well, we'll just figure it out then." <laughs> but, <laughs> they, they think but, no. <laughs> but and then knowing yeah. knowing what happened. When people realized how good Stoneforge Mystic was with the equipment from Scars of Mirrodin block, and then they print Batterskull and That's don't deal problem. with it. What? They they also they also messed up uh, at the very last second with Batterskull. There was a change. I don't know what the change was, but apparently Batterskull got an upgrade at the very last before being printed. And I don't think it was the fact that it was a. Um, I'm pretty sure it was either Lifelink or Vigilance was one of the or changes maybe, to it. Or because maybe the, the, the bounce. Thir- I would, no, I'm pretty sure the bounce was already a part of it. I'm, I'm almost I would positive. assume it wasn't Living Weapon. No, no, was it, was, it, was, it was Living Weapon to begin. It, yeah, they, I think... If it was an equipment and it was a New Phyrexia... Living Weapon was their mistake on Batter's Fall. The fact well, that it... It wouldn't have been printed in New Phyrexia had it not yeah. had Living Weapon. That's but the thing. What I'm saying is if you couldn't activate Stoneforge's ability on turn 3 to get Put a 4-4 four, 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 like, or yeah. Vigilant If you had to then equip it, like, I don't mind plus 4 plus 4 Vigilance Lifelink bounce it back to your hand. It was the fact that you could cheat in on turn 3 with a 0-0 germ attached to it that made it broken. And you I mean, could swing. If it, if it lost Lifelink I mean, or Vigilance, think about the difference. Like, just yeah. for a second, pause and think. If it loses Vigilance, it has to tap to attack more aggro rush decks are then going to be able to get right. in. And so the four lifelink is not as, as not... Lifelink like was the problem I had with it. Up until so yeah, that point, well, I had decent matchups with a red deck against Cobbling. Right. But oh, once, As you should, because you have removal for their, their Hawks yeah, and Mystics. But once you have a 4-4 four, four lifelink that I have to deal with... Like, I, up Unless you this, have a way to do Now I have to play Flameslash. Now I have to have crush. dismembers. Crush... If they Spellskite made you want to made you play Crush. Crush has to be immediate, or they could just untap and bounce it back to your Like you have to have Crush in your hand. You can't drop. Uh, I crush. understand. I understand that, but you weren't playing Crush until Spellskite. No. You play. You play you Crush play over. Flame, you weren't playing Flame Slash until Spellskite. But you either. play. You play Crush over Shatter. Like you just dismembered the Germ Token. Now because of Spellskite, you have to have Flame Slash and dismember. No, you don't. You don't. You don't need need flame slash. I mean, I would. I would play this member 
always, but um, because at that point when they think the hawk is still killable, the flame slice at that point is dead because it's not going to kill the hawk. So it, it, on the on the reequip, on just outside yeah. thinking there, but um, crush was necessary. Manic vandal I think was necessary for red specifically. Green you play na- green had nature's flame. I'll bring up nature's flame later, but Stoneforge I understand it's going to get the ban. It's fine. Jace. I'm saddened by Jace was to save their face and bring people back. Exactly. And their explanation for how Jace got printed was, we were just experimenting with Planeswalkers and was very disappointed by Zendikar's Planeswalkers. (laughs) 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 And so we needed to to up the ante. And I I wonder what this guy looks like if you could brainstorm for zero. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was Jace's original ability before was Fate Seal. Fate Seal was, uh, I think it was like Mil Mil 2. Yeah, it was mill yeah, two. Mil two. His uptick was mill two, which is a, a, a way worse. And, and, <laughs> oh my goodness! If he would have been printed, no. if he would have been no, printed yeah, with the original yeah. roll up, I don't think it would have been near as good. No, absolutely, but um, R and D. I want to know if you, if if you ever listen to the show and you like back listen to this, call me. I want to know how did you play Jace when you first got your hands on it. Did you ever think of locking someone out of the game with Fate Seal? Did you? Because, like, you said you overlooked it. Like, <laughs> How could you overlook something like that? I'm pretty I, sure it, was, it wasn't overlooked. I'm not a blue player, and when I played Jace, I knew to lock somebody out of the game with Fate Seal. Well, I knew that as well, but I started, when I played Jace on Wacky. I would I, imagine people in the Future Future League know how to play Jace a lot more than I do, and I figured that out. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, so, like... I understand you have to test a billion cards, and sometimes you're like, your mind is starting to go because you're you're tired of testing the three, three white and two infect flyer that is two power and six <laughs> toughness, and you're just like, I, I don't. If care. I play this card one more time, I'm just going to, I'm just going to end it all. <laughs> I was, speaking of that, I was reading up. It was a flavor article. I'm a big fan of, of Magic Flavor. I was reading a flavor article on the Mothership site, and this guy sent the uh, sent the, the graphic designer or the R&D guys an email talking about how the living weapons from Scar's Mirrodin block looked like they could come together to form like a Voltron-type looking thing. And he said that he passed this email along and this idea to one of his graphic designers. What living weapons were in Scar? Well, the, the whole block. Oh, oh, the whole block. My fault. In, My fault. in general, the, the whole block. The yeah, I know. I was trying. I thought he said oh, in oh, scar in the scar set. I thought he was talking specifically scar. I'm no. sorry. Confused. Okay. Anyway, you know, he was talking about like like the the flare husks are the the claws and the strandwalks. Oh, like, I actually whatever. remember seeing this. <laughs> and, <laughs> I and did he not. Said, and he was talking about how he gave it to his graphic designer, and the graphic designer the graphic designer came back like two days later, and he found a post-it note on his desk and just said, "I'm done. I quit." Dash top. <laughs> Mortipod forms the head. <laughs> or or like a batter's goal is like the head and the necro pouncer, I guess, would be the beak. <laughs> I don't think it matters. He quit. Yeah. <laughs> like the point is, that was the funny part of this story. Like, he got that post like, that just said, I quit. <laughs> Ultron Force. Oh, too many things. This doesn't look right. Anyways. Um, anyway, so, let's, let's get back oh. to some more. I had one last point. I was gonna say, uh, Jace, you will be Jace the Mind Sculptor. You'll sorely be missed. I hear you're, he's better than all. Yeah, you. Uh, There's always modern. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you will be missed like uh, a dearly departed friend, and it's going to be sad. Stoneforge, you're gonna be missed like a friend that 
slept with somebody's sister, and now we can't hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, speak, I was playing on Lackey. I was playing a game of EDH on Lackey, and I have um, Jace in my EDH deck. And I casted Jace, and we, we got playing, and it was, it was a really complex board state. And I was doing some math in my head, and I uh, passed the turn without, roll, without doing anything with Jace. And then I hear a click, and then somebody had put a note on my Jace, and it was like the the capital T dot capital T, like the crying face, and it was like, crying face, you totally forgot about me, I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> you can't forget, Jace. <laughs> that's, that's, um, that's humorous. <laughs> Alright, well, let's, let's get on to um, something a little, more, uh, a little more specific. Now, with Jace going away, there are a few decks, uh, one deck in particular, or two decks in particular, that I'm just wondering what you guys think about how playable they'll be with, with Jace out. And that's um, the the standard blue red um, Exarch twin combo and traditional rug. Traditional rug out the door. Yeah, don't, they needed yeah. they needed Jace. Yeah, that. And so I, did blue red twin. Honestly, if I think well, if you're gonna see, you can you can the the blue red twin deck. Pyro twin. You can play. Yeah, you can play it in the Pyromancer Ascension deck. I I don't know if you'll see the the more. I don't think you'll see either version. version. I think it's gonna be Pyromancer Ascension. Yeah, the Pyromancer Ascension shell. Will be fine. Oh, the you control, still, or the, you what still about have the hand disruption Grixis list? Does that play Jace? I'm not really familiar with the list. I think if you played Exar Twin, you played Jace simply because you needed to get your combo pieces ASAP. But all we did was brainstorm, correct? Yeah, right? So you but, can just replace still, him with card draw we were and it'll be okay. We were talking about last week about how. He sounds awful. You can't talk about him like that. We, we were He's talk- still here for a week. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about last week about how people lose to Jason, don't understand why. Yeah. And brainstorming repeatedly was what the reason we listed, right? Exactly. People can understand that they got. Oh, they got one thing. One thing out. you guys missed about that. I was listening to, and I wanted to add to this for last week. For those of you listening last week. All right. Another cool trick with Jace and brainstorm is if you're playing cargo, you draw three cards with Brainstorm, and then you put back two Squadron Hawks, and then you play Squadron Hawks. It's like you didn't I'll put see, back any cards at all. You recall that, yes. for free. You're just like, yeah, and then you're like, oh, I gotta discard down. Don't do that, though. <laughs> make, don't, make don't screw sure. that part up. Make yeah. sure. Make, make sure, sure you're gonna cap at seven cards. Yeah, I've had, I've had, I've watched, I've watched way too many players play Squadron Hawk, turn two, and then discard three cards. <laughs> And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, you guys are the best. This is why I play Magic. Nah. Uh, I play, I play Squadron um, Hawks in Popper, the oh. standard Popper, and I don't even. I've well, never had to discard down. The actually, hold on. There was a reason I can remember to do that. Uh, the green, white, red was a green, white, red. The Naya Vengevine list. Turn two Squadron Hawk, discard three Vengevines, <laughs> and then on the next turn your opponent's like, Squadron Hawk, Squadron Hawk, right? Man, I really hope you don't have a... Well, no, no, on the next turn you're like, Squadron Hawk, Land of War Elf, Vengevines, Vengevines, go, and you're at eight, and you're, your opponent's just like, not drawing me much. <laughs> but, so... So basically the general consensus right. about those two decks is, Blue red, like traditional, like the regular blue red. XR combo is still going to be around. Okay. Oh, we will absolutely. still see it. Um, I do think it's just it, interesting to see which yeah. version will will win the the battle. I think I think Pyromancer Ascension will be. I do too. Will be the obvious choice. But you know, for it, and it, who knows? With Jace leaving, we may have a pioneer 
a pioneering phase, and we may see a, a splash in there for something. I don't know what. It, well, it's not going to be Stoneforge Mystic. Axar combos that splash white for something. Uh, and then... Uh, yeah, it's not coming to me. <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't do that. And then, basically, uh, basically what you're saying is, Traditional rug is pretty much dead. Rug, rug, rug's out. I, I've I've watched rug matches, uh, finals of rug matches in PTQs and uh, standard open series. Chase, where, right? Yeah, it's it's like like that was it's the like one play thing we will do with Lotus Cobra. It, it right? made well, I mean, you want to you want to play lands with Lotus Cobra and then play Jace early or play, or play a Titan early if you can if you can fit it through. But some of the some of the things that it just the deck the deck loses some of the tricks and some of the tricks are what made it made it a, a very playable deck and as good as that deck is sometimes that game was just not those games were just not winnable without Jace and sometimes you're just like so keep three Cobras in a Jace and is Rug the real victim of this banning since Jace wasn't broken no no Cargo Cargo is the obvious victim Cobblade was the target <laughs> yes so are we, are we there's, a, there's an incident there, there's collateral damage in the loss of Rug okay, we may so. have a different type of Rug uh, I don't. I, I don't I, think I, the I target could be considered a victim. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a, yeah. Yes, it's still a victim. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is the who is the victim in the JFK assassination? <laughs> JFK. <laughs> he, he does have a valid point. <laughs> um, Get on my level. <laughs> so, so this this power vacuum that that Callblade is leaving behind in in July. What what do you think? What do you think will be we, like the decks that I think? If you are go the, back, if you go back I'm, to I'm the underlining top, this one right yeah. here in exclamation point. When people it, I think, when people started thinking about Jace rotating out not Cobra, there was one card everybody said will replace Jace as the new control planeswalker, and it was Tezzeret, oh. <laughs> Agent <laughs> of Volus. So okay, so basically we've got. Um, so is Tezzeret viable now that Jace is leaving early? Well, I think it's I think it's a lot. I think so because okay, so it's blue black. Here's the control point. colors. That's Pat the Chapin, colors people want to control. Pat Chapin made this point. Granted, it was it was in one of his songs from The Gathering. Him and Bill Bolton. It I was, was wondering who that band was. It was it's <laughs> The Gathering. It's Bill Bolton yeah, and, and Pat Chapin. But anyway, he made the point in his song, but he makes a very good point. He's talking about um, when he top aided uh, Pro Tour Paris with Tezzeret. He's he says the line is. Um, my something top eight with Tezzeret, please, just proves Jace is a team player with ease. Like, I, I think that, that that level of Tezzeret, Jace really, really helped it out. I've been going to play Tezzeret ever since I saw somebody animate a Dark Steel Citadel and Legacy and attack with it. I was just like, <laughs> I done, done my new plans. So I've been like, Dark Steel Relic, you are the new... Go go card, indestructible, right? Dude, yeah. I don't know. Well, well that's a, this is an awful idea, especially now that Jason's here, because like I have this dead card, and I have no way to shuffle it away when I don't have Tetherit. So I'm not going to be playing Dark Soul Relic, sadly. The first thing Citadel I Citadel needs a reprint. The first thing I saw with Tetherit, I, I play Tetherit quite a bit, and I'm terrible. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're not the worst. <laughs> I like how you said that. I'm not very good with it, but I'm trying to get better with it. But what made me want to play Tezzeret was watching somebody animate Inkbop make, make it a 5-5 five five and hit him for 5 points. I think everybody, <laughs> everybody thought of that. 
I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember people on, on Facebook talking about, uh, I don't understand. <laughs> is it still an infect? Uh, is it still a land? Uh, Does it stay a flying infect <laughs> yeah. after the dirt? Like, there were a lot of Eatmoth Nexus Tetheret questions. And then somebody was like, well, Contested Warzone is just as complicated. And I was like, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, I, I, I literally, I was like, I asked the person, I was like, do, do you know how to read? <laughs> To be fair, there are always going to be people that understand nothing about rules and are always going to ask questions that RTFC would settle. Exactly. Um, a couple other decks that, that I think might oh. might make a make a splash in standard with, with Callblade going away, and that's um, Vampires, which since I don't I don't know what it'd play in the main board over Manic Vandals, because that's that's what won at SCP Denver. I, I, just Arc Trail. Just play something. Just play something. Uh, there's another deck on this um, list where you there's, may there, there, there's, a, there's a few things. Well, that's man. very true. Um, we're talking about Timber Steel. Yeah, Timber Steel. Timber Steel is a cool deck. Uh, it did lose. I wouldn't mind having Manic Vandals against Tezzeret. <laughs> it did lose. Timber. How many lists of Timber Steel played Stoneforge? Any? I, I mean, I saw. I've, Mike I've seen him. Yeah, I haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah, his, that's his it. did. And I mean, there's a few things. Um, it, the other deck I, that I specifically want to get into talking about is how, and because everyone, everyone, as soon as they heard Jason's game, they're like, "Oh, Balakut's coming back." There's Why? been a lot of talk Why? about Balakut. Why does everyone reason? think it's coming back? Like, I understand Jace? that I understand there's a power vacuum, oh and suddenly a lot of players. When did have it lost go away? When I was the, when yeah, I played the thing. It when just, I played an I thought, open series every, Charlotte, I played four matches against Balakut in nine rounds. When I played in Charlotte uh, last October. I played five matches against Valakut. But the Open Series Charlotte was terrible. what, a month and a half, two yes. months ago? And there were, I played four Valakut matches. Exactly. Like, I, I people don't, saying that Valakut is coming back, I don't think that's a fair assessment because the same reason that Valakut, quote-unquote, went away is the same reason that it's not going to come back. I'll, I'll be honest. I still don't I'll think be honest. I, I actually there. thought everybody just figured it out. And they're like, oh, this deck's not good. It just kind of, like, randomly wins. It doesn't have... I mean, it has the, let's play this on one and two and three... I but, think people assume that Valakut went away because it's not winning, but I don't think it ever went away. I just think it's winning the same amount of percentage it was winning earlier. None. <laughs> <laughs> winning matches. It's just high five. It's not winning tournaments. It's not top mating events. That's a joke. I wish I made it. <laughs> um, I, I think that's the, that is the case. But some like, of the some of the decks that I, I would really like to see do do well, I would like to see like black red vampires do well. But the problem is to beat Valakut, you need Tectonic Edge, and vampires doesn't have it. Can't it, afford it. It can't afford it with the mana base it needs to play. And I understand. Yes, you can play one or two Tech Edges, but when you need to play four copies of Tectonic Edge, so so you stand a viable chance of defending yourself against this deck. Like, sometimes you're just going to look at the, that card and be like, wish this was a swamp so I could cast Blood Gas. <laughs> or Gatekeeper. Well, the thing is, like, the, the way I see it, like I was saying or earlier... Obliterator. Like I was saying earlier, I'm, I'm a new enough player in, in this game, or as far as the competitive... As far, as far as the competitive aspect goes, I don't remember what it was like to not have Jace in the format. Oh, those were the days. So... No, they weren't. <laughs> I'm a red player. Those were the days. <laughs> and ball lightning. Oh wait, no. Just, no but but I was but I did I, I did get a taste of Jund and to me Valakut just seems like 
the new Jun. No. No, no, Jun no, 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 Jun. Well, that's, no, that's no. true. Valak, Valak yeah. just somehow walks into wins a lot of time. It has a linear thought plan. And yes, Jun had its lucky moments with the Cascade spells, but the Cascade was... Oh, Cascade was designed to do something, and I can't well, remember the more, what I, the, the way I look at the deck, it was constructed more to... Jun was not a, as... Jun would lose matches. I remember losing many a time to decks that would play other... Uh, just play the just play wall opens and I would have I would have trouble for some reason. I'd be like running Tranex, good for nothing. <laughs> and I mean you're right, with Jace gone, it's going to be a completely different magic format world out there. People need to be ready for a, something completely different. They can't play until, magic the same way. Until they, players figure out the new control deck, it's just going to be a field of aggro just running everywhere. I bet I hate I to say that. I think that's a valid point. That, I mean, until, until be a we get good players control, figuring I think, out I think control some, decks. I think, I think an answer that you could possibly do to that... Or, or how many aggro decks are playing... Uh, how many aggro decks are playing Dismember? I'm playing it in mono red. <laughs> were, you, were, you playing it, were you playing to, uh, playing it for Batterfall? And Core Firewalker. And Core Firewalker. Well, I mean, there's Obliterator. And I think mono black has a chance. There's no arena, which was one of the key conditions for Mono Black to be a good deck, was it needed a arena, but it has everything else. Everything else has so, a Dark Confidant, not a There's good a good one. friend of mine who plays Mono Black Kill It in every format he plays. Okay. Is his deck actually going to be viable in this post-Jace standard? I mean... If we do see aggro running rampant... Tempered Steel, Red Deck with Vampires. Well, like, like if that I, becomes the meta game for a few weeks. I mean, in the time... I mean, honestly, when it, every time anything's about to rotate, I just immediately go to Mono Black. That's that's my starting color, but... I always start in red. And if there's a good pro-red pro guy, then I go to white. <laughs> I tend to... I, so, I, I tend to start with green. <laughs> it's just me. I think everybody you has like the, the, you like to the climb from the bottom, don't you? <laughs> I do. I think every every player has the archetype that they start at. And I think I think Black has a lot of options. I mean, they have a lot of powerful cards. You've got Grave Titan. They, they still have Liliana Vest. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised more lists aren't running. Well, uh, she was a she was a compliment to Jace. I do remember when I was playing the the Waffle Tapo control deck, the blue black with Liliana when it first made its appearance after the Pro Tour. Every time I played it on Moto, I'd play Liliana, and my opponent would just concede the whole match right there. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, apparently this card wins matches without just by casting it. Yeah, I, <laughs> five mana win target game. <laughs> it was a ridiculous I mean, number of like straight maybe matches. Maybe he just had a problem with too. his monitor that looked like he was casting Jace. <laughs> no, it, was, it was against different people too. Like I, I don't know. Like seriously, it was weird. But um, so yeah, there's a lot of decks that are gonna come out. I think you're right about it being a mostly aggro format. The con- next new control deck's not gonna well, be here for a the while. The aggro decks have already been established. But and they could now win. you're ripping the you're ripping the the carpet right out from under the the only control deck. You know what I'm kinda sad about? Pure still paladin is not really viable. <laughs> not anymore. Stoneforge Mystic? He's, I mean, you gotta he's run not, like you gotta run like he, ten enchanted. Four copies of yeah. Sword of Beast and Famine. Did you see the list <laughs> that was being played <laughs> at the Pro Tour? The Pro Tour was blocked. They didn't have Stoneforge Mystic, so they were just playing four more to pond. Uh, well, yeah. Four, but they, they I were guess playing that was, that four was, Sword of War and Peace. 
But why four sort of warranties? They played 12 equipments. It was four Mortipod, four sort of warranties, and four Feast and Famine? No, no, no. They played... They, only, they played four of a sword, and the four of was one sword, and that was war. Flare husk? They played four it was something flare else. Husk. It was flare husk. And they played their four pure steel paladins. But why play, why play war and peace over peace and famine? Tempered steel was the elephant in the room and block. I mean, like it, it was everywhere. If if you're expecting, it, it depends. Like it's, it's what, still probably if you're, if you're deck to be in block. Yeah, but think think about it. Like um, just from a how your deck operates perspective, the pure steel paladin deck. Did it really need to untap? Like the call Godex, the call Godex were abusing because they would like equip. Like I remember free attack phase with Celestial Colonnade. You're like, no, no, no. just like play Gideon, and then you're just like, how did I, I took six and now I can't attack you? And you're just like shenanigans. Yeah, shenanigans. I mean, it was a lot more abusable in a control deck where it it, it was viable to tap out after an attack phase. And I mean, do you have any like main phase two effects with the pure still? With the introduction of Batterskull and everybody going to get two copies of Batterskull before they get anything else, you haven't seen a lot of swing, untap, Gideon. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Gideon. I haven't seen a lot of them untapping to play something else. I mean, I, I think I think the death of Gideon, there was Gideon that Blade was Edgar Flores. No, 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 actually, I think I think I think like the fact that. Life I think link. you could yeah, I see... I think it just, the deck just didn't need it anymore. It had batter spell for lifelink. Gideon just didn't... He was, he was unnecessary. How good is... How good is Super Friends without Jace? You know, I've never actually played the deck without Jace. So. Exactly. I don't think anybody's played the deck without Jace, but you still have Gideon. I think when... That, when, when somebody... Let's go five-color control again. <laughs> My sculpture wasn't in that, right? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Pretty sure Bella was. If you want to play five, if you want to play five color control, just play in modern. Then you have cool yeah. ultimatum. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Cast fruit mate dragon, cool ultimatum. Call it a day. <laughs> pretend I'm uh, yeah, pretend I'm have? Gabriel Nassif and just take Carl Madep, flip it over, win. <laughs> he like, didn't, that's, he that's didn't a actually creep. flip it over. He just kind of rearranged his mana and then kind of peeked at it. He, he had a, <laughs> no. If you don't know what we're yeah, talking about, okay, you have yeah. to find that clip. Yeah, it's okay, so hilarious. Gabriel, I'll set the story for you. It's the, it, it is finals. It's finals of Pro Tour Kyoto. It's a Pro Tour. It's yeah, it's a Pro Tour. It's pro, pro Tour. I no. don't know what realm they're in. You're, yeah, it might be semifinals because I'm pretty sure the finals with Gabriel and Nassif and LSV. LSV was playing black-white tokens and Gabriel and Nassif was playing black-color control. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that's what it is. I'm, I'm not 100%. But, um... So, yeah, Gabriel and Nassif has... A, they keep saying he has one out, but he has two. But uh, he, they, they're like, he has one out and it's Cruel Ultimatum. And so, Gabriel and Nassif, on his turn, takes the top card of his library, sets it down... And starts rearranging his mana <laughs> without looking at his card. And he rearranges it into the form of Cruel Ultimatum. And then he goes to flip the card over. And he sort of... He, 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 he looks like he's about to flip slowly. it over. He looks like he's about to flip it over real fast. And then he just kind of peeks at it. And then flips it over as fast as he possibly can. And then cruel ultimatum. the <laughs> rearrange. Yeah. It was pretty ridiculous. And then he, he, he proceeds to win the match because Cool has made him. So there are cool has three, made him is cheating. There are three cheating. videos running around YouTube that are. The Lightning Helix one is not one of them. Don't. If don't it's one of the three. No, it is awful. That's floating around YouTube as the best moment I, in Pro Tour history. 
Where do you rank? I can't. I can't count that. He he had like four options in his deck of cards he could have drawn. Any, he had like any four cards he could have drawn. Any yeah, burn like, spell. Any burn spell was like lethal, and, and he just had to draw. Burn I think. Spell. I think the Gabriel so, Deceive play was way was. I, but is I, it, I, I think he's, what he, was, about, he was a bit of a. He was a bit of a. a what drama. about the Dragonstorm mirror match from Worlds? Oh. Okay. Oh, uh, Pat Chapin yeah. with the Ignite Memories. Yeah. <laughs> I accept. <laughs> the one player Ignites Memories, and he has to hit the. He has to miss dragon. He has to miss what was it? He has to miss. It was a, one it was card. something. It was ignite memories and it's on a pan. He had grape shot. It was grape shot. Ignite. Two light of flames and an ignite memories. Then he had five, six copies. Yes. He, if he gets were, the ignite memories once, he loses. He or he wins. He, Pat Chapin. Yeah, and yes. this is this is Pat on on the play with the yeah. first ignite memories. If Pat Chapin hits the ignite memories and I think it's six copies, don't quote me on it. He just has to hit it once out of four cards and six copies, and he wins the game. He does not. <laughs> His wow. opponent untaps. Right of Flame, Right of Flame, Ignite Memories. I, get, I think he ramped up a little bit. I think he got four copies. Did he, and did Pat, he hit? Pat Chapin reveals... Dragons. Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dragons. Like we were, we were looking at what, what were we looking at. We were looking at Boggart and Hellkite. There was a dragon storm. There was a dragon storm in his hand. Were there two dragon storms in his hand? I don't think so. I think it was dragon storm, Hellkite, and something else. But the point is, all all he had to do. Who was he playing? I don't all, remember. All Pat's all Pat's opponent had to do was survive that encounter. Was memory. it the thief? It might have been. It might have been Gabriel. What year was it? Two thousand. Time spiral. There was Tom Spiral. <laughs> it was 2000 Tom Spiral. There was just Tom Spiral with, without Ravnica. It was after Ravnica rotated. So oh, was, uh, I'm not going to remember that. I was not, I was not watching. There was Lorwyn. It was Lorwyn Tom Spiral. That was what, Oath? Yeah, it was, the, it was the Hideaway Land Dragonstorm deck. So it was something like that, but the point is, is all his, all Pat's opponent had to do was survive Ignite Memories yeah. and then cast his own. First of all, how hard is <laughs> how hard is avoiding ignite memories when there's only four cards in your hand, and he has no no there were three copies. there were three it was it was great shot, right of flame it was great shot right of flame ignite um, memories ignite memories because he uh because he was this like is obviously one two while we need to have the clip loaded before we did the tip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mean, like, I didn't know where this is not in our show notes because Pat yeah, was like because Pat would Pat rolled a die every time he. Resolved a copy and of Ignite Memories. One, two, three, one, four, two, five, three, four, five, six. Yes, yeah, so we had three cards in hand, and all he had to do was was hit Ignite Memories and didn't do it. I was there were at least five Ignite Memory copies. I'm thinking there were six, but there were at least five. At least. And he missed all of them. <laughs> How? Um. All right. So I think at this point, um, before we get into the more casual side of. The, the cast. We're, we're pretty much hitting an hour, so I think we're going to take a break here. Fair enough. We will be okay. right back. Put this voice on for the show. <laughs> All right, and we are we are back from our break. Put did Mike Ward show up? <laughs> <laughs> and we are uh, during the break. We looked up for you guys when uh, when M11 actually rotates, and M11 will rotate the same day that everything else. Um, from Standard will rotate um, Zendikar Block, which will be September 30th will be the last day that M11 and Zendikar Block will leave. Right, go-go red deck wins. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Alright, um, so now we're going to, last week while we were recording, 
Um, the community team or the community cup was going on, and they were and playing they were tearing up standard. They weren't playing standard. They were tearing up standard. Yes. Well, we found that out later that they were tearing it up. But the information that we had at the time was they were playing. They were winning very. They were winning by a wide wide margin. Meaning, and then yes. and then we we come to see that the margin got bigger as they decided to play standard. Yes. Um, the final standings. Two forty-three to pull, pull it up. We have the actual two forty-three yes. to one forty-seven, and they were up eighty points after modern. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, now let, let's um, just so you, for those of you who, who don't know, um, we're gonna get your community team, the guys representing you, were um, Chris Cool from MTG Academy, Joe Dillard. I don't know what he does. <laughs> Michelle Robertson from uh, Frag Dolls, and she has has her own magic blog. Oh, she's really hot. <laughs> um, anyway, she is, dude. She's really hot. <laughs> we have anything but eyeshadow. We have <laughs> we have George Ephelis, who um is oh, on. He has a, a sh- shirt. <laughs> I was gonna say Star Wars shirt. No, really, that was Star Wars. What is it? I don't I don't know what it is. Why don't we tell people it, what he does? Anyway, the point is he is um he works on uh Yogmoth soap opera, um which is another uh, podcast. A classic format based podcast. And then some guy named Louis Scott Vargas. Have you yeah, heard some, of this guy? Some guy. I don't know. I think he lives in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> don't most magic don't players know. live in their mom's basement? No. Apparently he Louis apparently Louis he works for Channel is Fireball. <laughs> In addition, I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, he's a lawyer too. But um, anyway, he's an amazing player. Um, then oh, we he, have he, Joseph. At one point, Louis Scott Vargas was considered to be one of the was considered to be the best man. I think he's getting back to that, but we'll get there in a minute. Yeah, we have uh, Joseph Kronbickler. Lives um, in his basement. <laughs> Basically, that's what his picture looks like. Actually, he really does look like. <laughs> I was thinking in the basement. I was just saying it because he looks like a friend I know that lives in his basement. Right? Um, Bing Luke does not live in a basement. Works. Uh, it doesn't. He he sort of looks like Bing. <laughs> he works for, know, he not, works for Star City same. Games. Um, Marshall Sutcliffe from uh, Limited Resources. Great podcast. You should totally check it out. Graham Stark from uh, Loading Ready Run. He looks like he has a he has a relation to Tony Stark in that outfit. <laughs> he does with that bow tie. It's awesome. And uh, that is that was your uh, community team. All eight of them. All eight of twenty four that represent. Yes, and this was this was the funny thing. <laughs> oh the boy, should team, I just read them off really fast? <laughs> we should. That's well. First of all, let's just say that the Wizards team had a different team for each event. So basically, so if the you're Wizards good at draft. You do this format. Yeah, the Wizards you team got it extended, <laughs> so you go play modern. So your your draft team for the Wizards side was Aaron Forsyth, Chris Kurtz, Kurtz, Gordon Culp, Mark Rosewater. I know him. <laughs> I've heard of him. I've heard of him too. Doesn't he do something with R and D, something like that? He has anyway, a small role. In the him. other the other people were Matt Tabak, Mike Turin. Monty Ashley, Ryan Spain. And Ryan Spain, also from Limited Resources, he recently got a job at Wizards. Your unified modern team was Dave Guskin, Dwayne Arnold, Eric Lauer. Dwayne St. Arnold. The St. is important. Okay, Dwayne St. Arnold. Then um, Eric Lauer, Lee Sharp, Max McCall, Troy... Repass. Repass. Worth Walpart. (laughs) Worth Walpart. And somebody I've heard of. Zach Hill. 
Now your you played Dragonstorm. Yes, your unified <laughs> standard guys. I've actually heard of this first guy, which is amazing. Dave Humphreys, um, Dave Marcy, Ethan Swagger, Jason Randabaugh, John Hickey, Kelly Diggs, Mike Robles, and Tom Lapel. Heard of him? And we have, but I, I just wanted to do that just to, just to point out that. They had 24 people taking on eight. And they had a much more skilled team for each area. So They got to I'm, choose their strengths and play to their strengths. Yeah. The community I, I mean, I, all three I, assume, I assume they chose their strengths and played to their strengths and didn't just roll dice to determine it. <laughs> That's Hopefully they didn't Zach Hill didn't play Dragonstorm. So. <laughs> there could have been like, some straw drawing going on. Could have been. Anyway. Now, um, like like we said last week, just, just to recap... Um, the community team got 6-0'd playing Arch Enemy. Um, it only gave the Wizards team a 10-point advantage. The community team thoroughly made up for that. The very next day with the yes. Scars draft, and then the community team absolutely slaughtered the Wizards team in Unified Modern. LSV going 3-0 with Combo Elves. Pretty good. Um, and then Standard, the Unified Standard... There interesting were some, things going on in Unified Standard. There were some very interesting decks, I thought, being played. Um, for Modified? Modified Standard. Unified um, Standard. Or Unified Standard. Um, Green-White Poison. These were these were the Community Cup player decks. Somebody uh, decided that Vampires was, was worth it? Yes. I, don't, I really only want to talk about one deck. Because uh, I mean, I want to talk about all of them. But. Well, let's, let's talk about this one first. Let's, okay, let's start let's off talk on about, a high let's talk, LSB. Yeah. 3 0'd Unified Standard Wow <laughs> With Blue Black Singleton <laughs> His first round matchup uh, Was a dud so The uh, second and his third round matchup Were pretty yeah, his good second was Second round was Temper Steel And third round was Call, uh, call Blade A Dark Blade Oh yeah that's right Esper Blade yeah. So how did a Let's go through How did a list of one-ups Beat Call right. Blade Let's go sing, through what he played The Singleton list is pretty, pretty cool Um some of the high notes on here are going to be the fact that that one's not high note. <laughs> no, it's not. It's what it is. I wanted to see what it did. The next four are pretty good. Consecrated Sphinx, False Titan, Grave Titan, Phyrexian Metamorph, uh, Spellscape, and Warm Coil Engine. Seagate Oracle for all you people out there that play Popper. I don't yeah. think it has many other uses. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll play. It's going to see a resurgence. Blue-white, come on. Um, is all one-ups, uh, which it, this is a very creative take on unified standard um and the one real real thing i want to hit on in his deck was the planeswalker package is jace bellerin jace the mind sculptor liliana best and karn liberated <laughs> i think this is liberated i think this is the first time i've ever seen him in a constructed deck especially a, a 3-0 the, the, deck well, yeah. an undefeated deck has think, karn in it i also think he has the right number of karn one <laughs> <laughs> one yeah um the other thing that's really neat about his deck is that the discard it, it plays the all the discards well. It plays Despise, Duress, Inquisition, and then random cantrips, and it plays counter spells, removal spells. I mean, it plays a little bit of everything. There's a spreading season there. I mean, the one of spreading. Season. <laughs> I mean, if he played the Valakut matchup, I'm sure that guy would have been like, uh oh, <laughs> he would have said that. But um. I think some cards that really, really helped him to win. I'm not really sure how well Karn Liberated helped helped him out, but Bolalition Reigns I think was really probably for one of nice win condition. May I have it? <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of the cards that helped pull through. We were um, 
And I think one of the one of the biggest reasons why LSE was able to, to go through yeah, with this deck was um, the mind games. Yeah, we were discussing that Friday when we were looking over the list. Yeah, like just just the mind games. Like the guy cast like exactly Valakut player. He cast spreading seeds, and then well, you yeah, play yeah, yeah. like you play your game plan out trying to kill them before he hits another spreading seeds. That's a, that's a bad example. Valakut can't really play around spreading seeds. I think I mean I think the 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 spell pierce example is better. Yes. You spell pierce. Uh, an explorer or something, so they assume that you're going to play spell you pierce. Mentally something. Yeah, so they're the, now playing so around the, your the, the, now, spells. No, now, now playing around spell pierce. If you're playing blue black, so they're obviously going to play around certain cards. Uh, but some other things, it's just just the counter spell package. Is main 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 point. Uh, it didn't have to be for this deck. It didn't have to be all one of. But it's really cool that he it's just decided to do it. Yeah, it's sideboard is singleton as well. Yeah, it is sideboard is singleton as well. At some point, I think he was just like, I'm going along with the theme of everything being one of, so I just need to stay with it. Like, because I do like, Consume the Meek is fine, Guest Verdict is fine, Exil, Exil, the Trinket Makes Exil, uh, Elixir package is good, uh, Sphinx of Jarwhile. Correction Rager. That one I'm not so sure. Was it in the sideboard? Well, he just needed a sideboard card. Like the same, the same reason. He has, he has twisted, twisted image in here, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. Draw card at instant speed for one. I don't. I don't. I don't play this card. I draft it that much. When I'm in blue, I don't draft it. Uh, there's some really cool cards in here, though. The one thing that I think was real neat, and he probably it probably came in round one, was Neil Spellbomb. Yeah. Because he was playing against the, not the singleton, the one of, uh, actually it might have been, it might have been the singleton one of, uh, Naya. List. He played against. It was the birthing. Pod, he played against birthing pod, didn't he? Yeah. How do he play the Punisher list? How do play this? Oh uh, yeah, the birthing pod list is the Punisher list. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's the yeah. Uh, he's, he's got yeah, a and he's got a Fauna Shaman package. There's one of Ventron. He does one of Ventron. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> but so um, so how did the Singleton deck, regardless of mind games, how did Singleton beat Esper Blade? Well, first well, off, let's talk about how it beat Tempered Steel. Let's look at the Tempered Steel list. I well. I don't see Tempered Steel in this list. There it is. Okay. Okay. There it is. Um. This is more Hawkward. Yes. Well, I mean, Hawkward is the way the Tempered Steel is facing The community go. team uh, played Tempered Steel. The Wizards team played I would like to point out that the one of the removal package he had was very good against this. Go for throw being only... could only get Hawk. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Blint, I only have one target. But he only had one. He had four yeah. targets yeah. to his one spell. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he had one go for the throat. His opponent had four Glint Hawks. He has Doomblade, which is all his creatures. He has this figure. He has the counterspell magic. And so, and I'm sure a lot of, like, good playing was involved. Oh, I, I'm of sure, course. I'm sure that LSG is playing with very tight. Anytime somebody goes 3 0, there's a little bit of tight play at least. Yeah. At least. 3 0. I don't think you can three in a tournament like that without at least a little tight play. Yeah, you have a point. A tournament like that, 3-0. A 3-0 at an Eminem is not. A 3-0 at a friend's house is not. Not a victory you should be jumping on the table for. Uh, But this Hogwarts list also does not seem to have much 
of a sideboard package geared towards being able to play against the black. Um, Celestial Purge hits Grey Python. And it being a one of just makes Celestial Purge real poor. And poor Firewalker is useless as Revoker. He brings in his Revoker because you, he probably sees a Planeswalker. But you see, if you wow. see Jace, then you bring in Revoker. But once again, that's mind games. He brings in his Revoker. So he plays the name Jace the Mind Sculptor, and, and then LSD he plays, probably doesn't Jason draw Jace the Mind Sculptor. Or pointed right. it out. Well, uh, maybe. Or he draw you drop it. You name Corn. I'm and not. He drops Jace, or you drop it. You name Jace. Yeah. They're all one ups. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm never gonna board out Jace. Oh, and no. In his deck, I'm never gonna board out Jace. Um, so, I, beating the Hogwarts list, I think, was just the fact that his deck, the... They were one-offs, but he had good one-offs, and he yeah. went on them both of them. And there was a Black Sun Zenith in there, and I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure he had to have drawn the Black Sun Zenith to win, it, to win one of his games, because I'm sure, yeah, I'm just positive. And then, after that, he so, went on to and then, uh, uh, Dark Blade. Yeah, the Dark Blade was good. That was the, the one that surprised Blade. me. It's a very it was tight t- and it was Tom Lapel. They gave him all four Jaces. They gave him all four Stoneforge Mystics. This is Cobbling. Fair. 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 There's nothing missing they gave from him, this list. Gave him the two. Gave him the two batter skulls. Yeah. This is interesting. This is Esper Blade. Yeah. Interesting enough because he has Divine Offering in the main, and we should only expect to see the call, the Cobbling matchup one other time. Um, no, maybe he was expecting Tempered Steel. Steel as well. I mean, in Unified, you're going to see Tempered Steel. You're going to see Cobblade. And, I mean, yeah, you have a point. I mean, you're going to see you're going to see those two decks, but like against Red and Vampire. There's he did, honestly he didn't make any sacrifices because of Unified on this list. And I mean, no. actually, actually, I take that back. There's more use to the Divine Offering than just, just your opponent stuff. You can target your Batter Skull against a Red deck and gain five life. You could target their Shrine of Burning Rage. Well, yeah, assuming that, it's, assuming yeah, that they have. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's there's more answers. Chances are, chances are, you're gonna target their Shrine of Rage. You're gonna sack them and kill you. If they tap out, then they just. They're not gonna tap out if their Rage is lethal. No. Will you ever tap out if your Rage is lethal? You being a red player, I would tap out to kill them with it. There, there we go. But what I'm your saying rage is, is you now, you're now presenting lethal damage. So that divine offering doesn't no good. I'm not going to turn around and wait for them to target it. If it's lethal, I'm just going to blow it up. Well, well, that, there. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, so you're going to shoot it, and then in response, I'm going to divine, divine offering it. my battle then, skull, my sword, yeah. or my sword, and then I'm going to have more life than you originally anticipated. So I bought myself a turn. So, Why don't you just divine offering it in response? Because, because it's taxes. Because it's taxes. Yeah. Part of the cost. When you when no. you get, it's not part of the cost. It's, is it? Yeah, the cost is sacrifice shrine burning rage. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, Removal counters from shrine of so, burning rage. So you, pay the, did later. so you pay the cost when you get when the other player yes. gets priority. It's no longer paid. Okay. So anyway, um, don't cast that spell a lot. <laughs> the one with it. Well, I've won with it a couple of times. You're just like this is lethal. Are you dead? Yeah. yeah, I'm dead. Okay, cool. <laughs> they don't even pass the turn back to me. They just scoop up their cards. So. That's <laughs> a nice shot. All right, that's one thing for all the all the players out there that are learning and trying to get better. Don't don't just randomly concede because I I don't know how many games I've, I've there have been matches where I'm dead to the combo and my opponent has combo on board but cannot operate it efficiently enough to actually kill me with the combo. 
so I end up winning the game because I did not concede even though Combo was there. And there's a prime example of the Pro Tour where the, uh, he sides out his win condition. Yeah. And uh, he goes through the mo- and his, his opponent goes through the most motions. And then he's like, I'm going to win now. And he's like, yes, you are. And concedes. But his win condition was in the sideboard and he couldn't have won had he gone through the motions. And so it, the, the, the shortcut... There's a friend of yeah, mine that doesn't true. play anymore. Well, he still plays, I just don't see him very often. I saw him at the yeah. Open. But back when Dragonstorm, the Makahita Mahara version of Dragonstorm was around, he actually had all four hell pikes in his hand. And he cast Dragonstorm for five, and his opponent just... Whoa, one dragon in the deck, and it didn't... It, it was a rock five with haste. Uh, I can't remember. It was a five five with haste. The only dragon left in his deck. <laughs> he was holding his place. He had all okay. four health types in his hand. He could not have won if his opponent said, "All right, go get him." Nice poker face, Galga. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so we'll let them all you kids. So yeah. dragon storm becomes relevant in modern. No, and they go yeah. off say. But, right, go get but don't concede. Make your opponent kill you. Make them do it. People make mistakes. Well, you concede after they show you the four health fights, but you don't just scoop because they play Dragonstorm. Concede when they they target you with the damage. Concede because they might be like, I'll target your creatures, and then you're just like, okay, cool, sure. Right. Like I've had a lot. I've had a lot of times where um, there's been, a lot of. Instances. Well, I've been playing. I've been playing a lackey a lot, and when <laughs> I, I'm playing, have you? Yes. A ton. Um, I can't. What's, what's that website again? I think you should plug it some more. Um, well, Let me I, see your wallet. <laughs> anyway, like, when I'm playing on there, when I'm playing standard on there, when I'm playing with Jace's, sometimes the only way that I can win with Jace is to throw them out there and throw him out there knowing that they'll attack it to buy me a turn because I need to untap to wrath or to, you know, wrath or something like that or today. People make play mistakes. They do. Yeah, so that's the thing. Um, be aware that your opponent is not always the best player. <laughs> Sometimes they are the impact opposite. They're the polar <laughs> opposite of the best. I won't say that word because it's me. But God awful terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's fair. Alright. So right. Is it safe to say that we can now? Well, I, there's one other thing I wanted to highlight. Uh, the from the community cup was um, some of the the, the non community players deck list was this one allies list. I think someone really just wanted to have fun with this. Yeah. I, I've seen allies do good, and with the addition okay. of for, I've seen them do good. Uh, with the addition of Phyrexian Metamorph, it's really cool. The one thing I would change in this list is he plays Tezzard's Gambit and Phyrexian Metamorph, and I would probably add an island and maybe put Spell Pierce and Scalding Tarn in. Uh, I'd put Scalding Tarn in here and uh, put Spell Pierce in the sideboard. He has possibly. no way of casting those but, without uh, Phyrexian Mana, correct? Yeah. He has to pay two life. Yeah, the reason the reason he didn't play Spell Pierce was because the Pyro... Had the scalding tarn as well. Had the scalding and then the spell pierce. So, all right, he played allies because he's like, uh, I need a deck. <laughs> and somebody was like, here's allies. There's yeah. always a short straw. Yeah. And actually, he may have been like, yeah, I really want to play this deck because I remember for Ward for a while, I'm like, I, my friend Mike Ward was going to be like, allies all the way, <laughs> all, all the way. way, all the way with the allies, and I would just be like. To be fair, he played the Naya version that was really good. Yeah, he he was on it from the beginning. Uh, when it was when it, when John John was 
popular. The ancient ziggurat really helped that risk, though. It did. Uh, and also the fact that you can click Bloodbraid Elf. <laughs> Bloodbraid Elf was was slightly better so, than that. But and then uh, I, agree. I think the red deck. I think the red deck is a little. I like the red deck. I, I like it. I, it's a lot of it's a lot of burn spells. It's a lot of four. It's just it's just four. It's, it's, it's four just four. Ups. Uh, just the, the Birthing Pod deck is not... I mean, without actually seeing it played, I'm not sure. Like, there's a lot of one-ups in here. It looks real sketchy on paper. You know, paper does not look like the best thing. I would proxy it before playing it. Okay, and then this is probably the reason these guys, these guys did not win the Unified uh, unified Standard, is the Valakut list. Um, <laughs> is that a chance for the Tangle? Yeah. Four Chancellor of the Tangle in here. What does that guy do when you draw him late? What does that guy do when you draw him turn two? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you keep your it? opener. Or you keep your opener. Actually, no, draw. no, no, no. What does this guy do if you have four of them in your opening hand? And what do you what do you do with that? Play an Oracle turn one. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, I guess. You have and then you, you have stuff in your hand other than four chancers. <laughs> and I guess you have one Oracle Moldiah in your main deck, so... What do you do if your hand is... God, man. Primeval Titan, I'm sure it's... Forest, four chancellor. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you just mulligan that? Yeah, you're just like, wow. <laughs> wow. I am upset. <laughs> wow. It, my life. <laughs> and so obviously... He is playing four Valakets and four Primeval Titans. I mean, the deck's gonna win games, just not with this card. <laughs> it's, it seems. I, I remember open. I remember chaining these out of oh. packs on the day the set came. The, the set pre-released when we were opening product, and yeah, I actually stopped opening packs for a month because <laughs> <laughs> you were tired of seeing Chancel of the Tangle. Yeah, that, and I was tired of losing money off every pack. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, um, and then vampires being good. Yep, uh, community cup. Yeah, that's well, go go community cup. Congratulations to LSB and his one of deck list and the rest well, of his team. He six owed constructed and then flew straight to Kansas City and wait a minute, didn't he win a Grand Prix? <laughs> Hell of a weekend, LSB. Well, I mean, you could have played it. On Moto. Wait, it was wait the community cup wasn't on Moto. It was uh. It was played on Moto, but they were in person. They were in person playing. So he flew straight from Seattle to well, Washington. It's close to Seattle, isn't it? Headquarters. Seattle, it's in that area. Seattle, Washington, yeah. and then Washington D.C. No, it was, it's in Washington. I'm thinking it's in a city Wizards. close to Seattle, correct? Wizards. That's where yeah, they were. Anyway, they were somewhere it's, it's in Washington. It's on the west. It's on the west. I don't he flew immediately to Kansas City. Where he won a Grand Prix. Nice weekend, LSB. Congratulations. No, and uh, uh, you've had better. <laughs> he, he has had better. Anyways. Honestly, if he would have won the Pro Tour where he started 16-0, that would have been his best weekend, and it may still be. I mean, how many God. pros have said they 16-0 the Swiss of a Pro Tour? That was disappointing. I was on a car trip and just kept refreshing it on my phone. I was just like, bust. See it happen, <laughs> and it didn't happen. He lost in the semifinals to the eventual champion of the Pro Tour. Who was that? I have no clue. I don't. I, I think we're too lazy to actually put that Dirk up. Davinsky. It was, it was Dirk Nowitzki. And then he went on to do it again this year. <laughs> All right. So let's not forget this community 
Cup victory for the community team guarantees everybody that logged on during the Cup a four a event. three four rounds of Planeswalker Constructor. Swiss play. What the hell is Planeswalker Constructor? Wait, wait, how do you... It's already free, isn't it? But now the, you get a pack for participating, and if you 4-0 the Swiss, you get three packs of your choice. Is it packs of more Planeswalker cards? Or? No, 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 it's, it's they, packs. It's a pack of M11 for participating, and three packs of any standard legal set of your choice for 4 0 Wow. <laughs> I'm real cheap, everybody, just so you know. And so Moto isn't really an option for me. So the only deck I currently own is a Planeswalker Mono Green Elf deck. <laughs> I mean, I could make it really good. So, um, but um, speaking of speaking of Planeswalker Constructor... We're going to, I actually went in and I posted the card pool available to you if you only have one copy of each Planeswalker deck pack. So you can start building and decide whether or not you want to spend the other $15. Or if not, you can just play with the pack you have because honestly, I have the first pack and Dunn's not bad. Okay, let's look at let's look at some of the... Let's put on Warhammers in here, right? And if you, if you have three copies of it if you spend the $15, but it is restricted. So you can only play one. Yeah. Why would you get three copies? You can only play one Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, that's okay. Um, some of the other. This is a weird. And even one. though you have yeah, twelve cancels, I'm pretty sure you can only play four. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really get twelve cancels? Yes, there there are four of in three sets. Oh, I thought like you bought the thing and it gave you. No, there gave are you twelve. And there are four. Like, <laughs> there are four packs of right, between two hundred and two fifty. Guess I can go sell these for ticks. <laughs> you the cannot. Plan. You cannot sell cancel. You cannot sell planeswalker cards. They're untradeable. Really? Which makes this very difficult to get your hands on cards for one tournament. So that is, they're five dollars a piece for the expansion packs. That's actually really upsetting. That they it are not really tradable. is. They are untradeable. Huh. But here is the card pool. We will post this on the page so you can go look at the card pool. It'll save you a lot there's, of time. There's a lot of stuff. It'll save You're us welcome. Some time. <laughs> yeah, it'll save <laughs> because us because it took time. me about an hour and a half to do this. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. Um, we're, we're we are going to go through the restricted list for you guys. That way. You know, you can... Just FYI, if you're on here, the sideboard is the restricted list. Yes, um, go through some of the stuff that's in the restricted list um, real quick. Uh, Nickel Bola. Some, some cards should be there. Mind some shatters. Um, some cards are just there. Persuasion, Kamal, Rorge, Bladewing, Platinum, yeah, I, I guess Platinum Angel. Like some cards... Raya Dawnbringer. Like I can understand... I understand, I understand, I understand Tinker. Platinum. I understand Platinum restricted. Angel. I understand Soul Warden. But Ra Wrath of God and Pyroclasm. Really? I accept. Marshall Crew. Bainslayer Angel. Earthquake. Karthus Tyrant of Jund. Yeah. Chain Reaction. Whoa, 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 we whoa. Whoa, whoa, we whoa. Malakir Blood, please. <laughs> get, get that off my band. <laughs> now, the reason the some of these card. cards are restricted... Because they have flying. No, it's because <laughs> they only come as a one-off. And they don't want people that could spend twenty dollars buying four expansion sets to have the upper hand, just because they had twenty dollars to blow on. They don't want money. I thought the whole point of Moto was to make money. Planeswalker <laughs> constructed as a casual format. This is going to be the only time. Probably, I'll take that back. Probably the only time there's going to be four rounds of Swiss in this format. <laughs> this is what the new players play really before play they this. spend money. Yeah. Well. Uh, like like we said, we'll. Uh, we'll I make didn't sure. even know Planeswalker Constructed was a format until they announced the community cup. <laughs> and I've been playing Moto for years. I mean, I've been play playing. 
I, I, didn't yeah, know, I knew I had gold border guitars, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do with them, to be honest. <laughs> well, now you do. It's, uh... <laughs> um, so, there's the list. Start brewing and, you know, drop $15 if you want to. If not, play John. <laughs> uh, I play Mono Green Hills. All right. Um, well, put vigor in the deck of forehead. Trust me. Our uh, we're gonna go ahead to our deck tech section, and uh, we're gonna hit another commander deck this week. Um, next week, I love commander. Next week we'll hit a hit a couple of um, you know, kind of kind of rogue standard decks. Cause, you know, that'll be closer to when Jason Stoneforge aren't aren't gonna be around anymore. But but you know. commander is still only the the decks are only still a week old, and so we're still I'm still real hyped about this set. Oh yeah, like I told you, it was coming out. Like, I have in July. Not Magic Online. Like I haven't picked up. I haven't picked up uh, my Commander is so expensive online. Twenty nine ninety nine. You can get these decks like on I, Magic Online. I haven't picked up my Commander no, deck yet. Alright. For those of you that don't play Commander very often, I don't play it online. Like my I mean, online is. No, just, I'm, I'm just saying very. I'm, I'm just saying very often. Like Commander decks can be cheap. But you can have really, really expensive ones. Like running up to the you know eight hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars. So like Josh yeah. Bean's Mono Blue Wizards deck that he is currently <laughs> pointing at. Well, yeah, but a lot of his stuff is foil. So I mean, yes, there's a mana drain in it and stuff. But have we asked Josh a, how he feels about his foil Jason Wine Sculpt? We are also band? looking at a Force of Will in there right now as well. Might force want to go and uh, burn down. <laughs> yes, <Z> Force of <laughs> <laughs> But, um, All right, we'll put Josh yeah. Bean's email address up. And anybody, he said, anybody that will oh, help no, him there's burn actually, down there's actually, there's actually, <laughs> no joking. There's actually a bunch of people that were talking about doing that on Facebook. Um, uh, I don't want to name any names because I really don't want to get anyone in trouble. <laughs> Josh Bean was just there's some there's yeah, but there's some. Really, I think there are some people out there. There's that are some serious. real well noted players. One of them is a big fan of blue plays. Grand Architect a lot <laughs> at Star City Opens. If you can figure out who it is. <laughs> Post on our page, and we might give you a special prize if I can think of something. <laughs> I think we have a deck pick. Yeah, okay, we have a deck pick. All right, we have a Kalia of the Vast deck. It's it's basically the, the Heavenly Inferno deck. It's right out of the box with, with a few changes. This is being made to it. This yeah. is a lot of changes being <laughs> made to it. Yeah, there's a okay. there's a, some cards in there. What about besides the mana base? What's what you done with it? I put so. in the good. Angels, Demons, and Dragons. Swords, Vampire, Tutors, Starstorm. Starstorm's not in the deck, right? Starstorm is not in the deck. It came yeah. with Comet Storm. Uh, Starstorm is back. Since Starstorm it's defining is top GT. <laughs> Champion, is Champion's Helm? What's the next Champion's Helm? Champion's Helm is, uh, the... Why do I keep doing that? <laughs> Equip creature gets okay. plus two, plus two, and if it's legendary, it has hex proof. Um, he, he added a Day of Judgment. A Wrath of God, a Damnation, I'm, I'm a lie. Martial Coup, a Phyrexian Rebirth. <laughs> a lot of board wipes for a player who wants stuff on the board swinging into the one, red zone. I want one thing on the board swinging into the red zone. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, some high notes on this deck are going to definitely be... The creature base. The creature base, yes, definitely. The enchantments, line it up nicely. Uh, Chris, since this is your, your deck, what what, what is... What is your favorite creature of all to cast? From the not your general, don't count that. Um, it's what? probably the creature I've been casting since he was first printed in Time Spiral. Bogardian Bogardian Hellkite. All right, well, so Bogardian Hellkite, obviously, just really good, five damage, divided any way you choose. Um, um, what, how do you, you 
you compliment him with anything? Is there any? Are you? Well, you're obviously not playing blue, so it's not. It's not trying to assuming shapeshift for the crap. Yeah, out of no, and bit. since I'm not playing blue, I also don't have a momentary blue. You don't have red replication. But if I was playing blue, I would. <laughs> momentary blink. You don't have right. Uh, um, so how do you, how do you compliment Fogarty and Hellkite then? It doesn't really do anything else oh, other okay. than his ability. Okay, so he's so just like, your he's just your favorite threats. creature. You he's don't, just my favorite creature. You don't have any really um, cute tricks with him. No, the, the cute tricks with. can come from other things. We've got Angel okay. of Despair. Um, you have Debtor's Nail in here. No. Oh. Debtor's Nail. Panda. You should. <laughs> I have Raya Dawnbreaker. Raya's not bad. Yeah, but she does. Like this started out with a heavy reanimator package, and I just cut it for abusing Kalia. Instead of trying to abuse Kalia and Reanimator, so you just kind of streamline the deck to Kalia. Yes. Besides, other than it started off with you know Intunes, well, and Buried Alive's and Necromancies, and I just cut it down to cut it down to to I'm going to cheat Angel Demons and Dragons into play with I good see, abilities. I see a Phyrexian Arena in there. You have to drop it. Uh, yes. I see uh, Gideon and a Liliana. What, you only have Gideon and Liliana as your plan blocker? <laughs> Correct. I personally, how, how do you think Gideon fares in EDH in a multiplayer format? See, my, my commander ability, or my commander experience is one-on-one. Really? So I would probably try to play one-on-one as much as possible, and that's why there's a Gideon in the deck. Like, okay. All right, I learned go. a long time ago being a good player, learning to play magic at a high school, you know, riding on the school bus, playing in the cafeteria, playing multiplayer, and everybody just like, get him out of here as quickly as possible. And that really ruined my multiplayer experience. Like, I never won, even though I was the best player at the table. Oh, that's remediable. But, uh, yeah. like I said, like, I wasn't playing multiplayer, I was playing three on one. Oh. Every day. I've seen people do that and win. <laughs> what is it? What is, what's the record? 30, 34 straight matches, 5v1? 34 straight wins. I didn't have a deck capable of that. Just so you guys know, EDH is not a cheap format for certain cards. Um, the Legacy Bubble did not did not help it. The Legacy and Vintage Bubble did not what? help it. Some some cards that you guys are going to want to get a hold of if you get the Commander decks right out of the box it, are going to be like Synthetic Divining Top. And sadly, those are $15. They are. It's an uncommon. Well, it's a good uncommon. It's one of the it's one of the EDH staples. And, you have to have it. Yeah. And, oh, like, Soul Ring is not an EDH staple. It's good, but I've seen decks that don't play it. And they've won matches. But I'm not. I'm not a fan of Death by Dragons. In this deck, I left it because it came in the the precon list. Each other player. Each other than the target player. So I get a dragon. Everybody except for the person I want to kill gets a dragon. But then they now have a five five to block my threats. Do you have any cards in here with Joint Forces? I have the Mana Charge Dragon. Yeah, Joint Forces are really cute. Um, ability. One of the things that uh, have have gone over like with Joint Forces is um uh, you can play there's the there's the draw spell, the blue draw spell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play the blue draw spell and everybody and just play it. Just pay, play it. It's casting cost. Don't pay don't pay for joint forces, but everybody you just pay the casting cost and let them and just let every exist. yeah, and let everybody else pay it. And so most people since oh I'm gonna get free cards for this guy's they'll spell they'll tap out and then you win. Yeah, like because because they're just like ha ha free cards and you're like 
won't do you any good if you yeah, ask well, Me and Chris were talking about that last week. You know, he was he was saying that when we were talking about minds ago, he was like, uh, you know, so everybody takes turns tapping out, right? And, you know, I made the comment that you don't want to do that. But that's the, what people are going to do. Yeah, for the time I'll being, do it for the, I'll do it for the Greenland spell every time. Look, if, oh, oh, of course. But if I have, like, if I have, like, a Reliquary Tower or Venture Journal out, yes, I'm I'm tapping out for this thing. If I don't have to discard anything, I'm tapping out for this thing. What if you have Spellbook? Spellbook, spell spell whatever. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I have a really cute trick in mind um, with uh, Paradox Tate and Venture Journal. With Reliquary Tower, like I get two upkeeps to gain like ten life, so I gain like twenty life a turn just by doing nothing. <laughs> oh, do you need Reliquary Tower? As just an alternate way, to, like so if they if they blow up my spellbook, oh, yeah. yeah. So if you didn't, did you, <laughs> that so doesn't really your journal. So you're just like clean up. Oh, <laughs> clean up aisle me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a really cute trick I've got in mind. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I wanted to um, keep these. <laughs> so, alright, well other than that, the deck's pretty cool, uh, so what I was trying to say earlier was with the expen- with playing more expensive cards, some EDH decks, um, you can play really good EDH decks and not spend a whole lot of money on them. The great thing about spending money on an EDH deck is the cards aren't going to decrease in value very much. They're not going with to the rotate out of Commander. With the exception, uh, With the exception of Jace the Mind Sculptor Ruffalo. and Stoneforge Mystic. Uh, I mean, Polarian Academy rotated out of Commander. Well, that's because so he got banned. That's yeah, different. Banned. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so so cards retain their value very well. Like, I mean, obviously, I was investing in Force of Will before I was, before the Legacy Bubble hit because Commander. I invested in Grim Monoliths when they were ten dollars a piece, and now Seems like I a good investment. Yeah, now they're thirty five dollars, thirty thirty two dollars a piece, and I'm just like, how many of these do I have? Four? Nine. Well, not nine. nine. <laughs> that would have been stock market gouging. For the Those week. are common <laughs> voice numbers right there. Yeah, oh yeah. Remember, um, I had a friend right. who bought fifty common voice at two dollars a piece at the pre-release. <laughs> he went around to pre-releases that weekend and so snatched like, up about fifty common voice. Three dollars a piece. Entry level market price three dollars for common voice. Yeah. He Final resting price. 90. 90. No, <laughs> that final was resting peak. price. His He's peak like was 60 90. Now. Yeah. His final resting price is 60. His peak is 90. So he Four, picked up uh, around 50 at about $2 a piece, give or take. Anyway. Or how about the guys that picked up Jason when they were only $30 a piece? <laughs> I bet they're like, oh, no, 20 bucks I made. If they haven't sold them yet. <laughs> but, uh, so. Yeah, if you bought Jason an investment, you ditched them Monday. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you're a magic player and you're an investor, you don't pull cards. When, when they when they hit a point, you 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 cash out as quick as possible. Get a spell. But um, yeah. So the great thing about EDH is being able to the the retaining they they hold their value and like so don't be afraid to show off fifteen bucks for a synthetic buying top. Because you're probably not going to get it's probably not going to get reprinted. And the great thing about synthetic the buying top in particular. Everybody played that card during during its being its legality and standard, and so you're gonna find played ones like it's nobody's business. I've seen tons of four dollar tops. <laughs> that's not a, no, that's, that's, a, a that's a foil one. That's a four dollar. <laughs> Is that a from the vault? That's a that's a twenty five thirty dollar top right there. <laughs> but thanks um, for showing it off. Actually, you guys want to hear the story of the eighty dollar top? <laughs> sure. Foil Japanese 
since it's divining top. So BA. You will not believe it. If you ever have the chance to buy one, do it for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> you don't even have to have enough money. Just go rob a bank. <laughs> just pretend you have the money. Just use your credit card and then call me. I'll, I'll probably buy it from you for your price. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll buy it from you for what you paid for. <laughs> yeah, just because you did it. Um, <laughs> I'll even I'll plug you on the show. <laughs> but, we'll give uh, you a shout out. How about yeah, that? like I said. EDH cards, don't be afraid to spend money on them. Uh, I'm not. My EDH deck is well over $1,200. Well, you're playing Sharon. <laughs> yeah, Have but... Have we said that enough? <laughs> yeah. I, Maybe one or two more times. Okay. Sharon the Hegemon. <laughs> I don't have a foil one. But I want one. They feed real, they feed real pretty foil. Yep. We anyway, will, we will post this deck. We'll post the deck list, and um, we'll post links to other things that we said we would. Uh, the Planeswalker Constructor... Yeah, the Planeswalker Constructed Carpool. Um, Maybe a QFR deck list for Planeswalker Constructed? Well, I'm not going to be brewing for it. Man, I'll just write, I don't just, just put four L's in a deck, and I think 22 is the number I've been, of them I've been, I've been I'm going to more and one of There are L's... I, the deck that I keep running into, though... Oh, is that white one? White weenie. Yeah, with the uh, Ma Chow. Yeah, that. This is hard. It's just elite vanguards. Alright. Um, so, yeah. And if you guys have any deck tech submissions that you want to give to us, uh, we'll probably do. If you send us a deck tech submission, we'll go into it a lot more in depth than what we did for our. What we'll do for our decks, because. I mean, you guys don't want to hear us win backs talk about our decks and how great they are, do you? You want to hear? You want us to? You want to hear about how great your decks are? So yeah, we'll we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely you know put a lot more care and time into like we did last time. Right. Yeah. Our last deck deck, we covered every card and we started discussing changes. <laughs> right. And so, because and a follow up on that, by the way, just wanted to put this out there. Amber sent me a message on. Facebook the other day said that she made the changes and the deck ran a lot better. Glad we can help. Now, let's get into a little segment. Now, you know, us being, you know, kind of competitive players, uh, going to big events and, and, and being on the road is, is really big for us. So, we, Will, actually has a lot of stories oh, from being yeah. on the road. So I don't travel with this that's guy. We're, we're going to do, we're going to That's do one thing I have a lot of experience on is I have traveled a lot and with many types of people and I mean I'll from time to time I'll give you guys advice about traveling for big events and stuff oh, like that uh, but like actual legitimate mm-hmm. advice but in my years of traveling playing magic for the better half of a decade I I have a lot of stories so we figured that we'd give you guys a little segment every week called Will's Story Hour okay <laughs> it will so. not last an hour I promise <laughs> but the stories are great. I will try my hardest to get it you done in five minutes. For an hour. That's why. We, that's why we named it Story Hour. <laughs> All right. So the uh, setup is this: um, we are coming back from Grand Prix DC. The day has gone on very long. It has been a very long day. We're com- we're getting ready to go back to our the place we're staying. We're staying at a friend's lake house, uh, which is about four and a half hours away from the actual convention the convention site which we didn't real, real, realize until the morning of GPDC <laughs> that it was that far away 
at 6 a.m. the tournament starts at 10, you obviously we have 30 minutes that we have to make off driving. <laughs> it's not starting off well. But so we're all pretty irritated about the whole driving distance thing because no one told us until we actually were leaving. Um, and we're coming back and we're driving fairly fast and two people in the back seat are arguing and they're fighting and they're they're just starting to play fight and slap each other and like wrestle in the back seat of the car and one of them is Mike Mike Ward and if you know of him he's a very large man <laughs> the other there one is a video of him on YouTube yeah he did a deck tech he did a deck tech with Mike Evan Irwin he has won two PTQs is qualified for the next pro tour and he was qualified for Valencia he played in Valencia and he Technically, day two Valencia, but there was a flood. So <laughs> everybody day two Valencia. Everybody, everybody day two Valencia. He plays the not the smartest of choices at that first oh, point. That's that's what he said to me. Um, oh, anyway, so he, he's in the back seat fighting with Christopher Wallace. If you know him, uh, if you don't, it's not important. <laughs> not but Mike Ward, Mike Ward is a very big fellow. So they're wrestling in the back seat, and the guy driving turns to me and he says. I'm going to stop. <laughs> and I can't tell if he's telling me that we're going to stop at the Starbucks that we just passed or if... He's a huge Starbucks fiend. Yeah, he's a huge he Starbucks, Starbucks fiend. <laughs> and, or if he's just going to stop the car because... For whatever reason. And we're coming up on a stoplight. I finally... like the look. I get the look in his eye and he's going to stop the car. <laughs> he's going to slam on brakes from 70 miles an hour going down the highway. And so we're coming up to the stoplight. There's no one behind us, and slams on brakes as hard as he can. And we just, and both of them, from wrestling in in the back seat, they were weren't wearing seatbelts. Dumb move. And they, I look at Wall Christopher Wallace, and he jumps, does like an aerial acrobatic dodge as Mike Ward rolls past him, going no. And Mike Ward falls in between the seats <laughs> of the back and front seats. Needless to say, we're laughing very hard at this. And so we stop. We've stopped the car to get the, get Starbucks, which I think was the plan all along. <laughs> and Mike Ward is just stuck. He cannot move any which way out of the car. He cannot scoop forward. He cannot scoop backwards. He can't even sit up. He's wedged in between the seats. It is a hilarious sight. To end, we have to pull the seats in the front and back, up and backwards, respectively, so that he can actually worm crawl his way out of the car. It takes I can't us believe he just made that motion. Like, I can see you. You guys can see me. I made the worm call motion, but it, it is. It, it took us at least twenty minutes to get him out of the car, and he was like, oh, "Help! Help! I can't get him! I can't get him!" And he just kept saying it exactly as I have just said it to you guys. There was a lot of fun experiences from PPDC. Should we post the link? Oh, I also video. There's not a video of it of him falling, no, but no, I do. There is a video of his deck text. So they can kind of see what we're working with. I mean, hell, I'll post his Facebook profile. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> He'll love the friend request. <laughs> Everybody go add my cord. Yeah, <laughs> tell your mothers and girlfriends to do it as well. And sisters. No, no, because my favorite... But, this, is, this statement yeah. is not for the kitties. I will, I will tell my cord no, no, story next, next week. No, Hold favorite. on, but one more thing. I'll also post a picture of him being stuck in the seat so you guys can see it. <laughs> I forgot I do have that. All right, Chris. <laughs> one thing, Mike Ward is... The thing about him is he thinks he's suave, but he's really not. Like, I was sitting outside the shop one night, and he's talking to uh, Hold on, I'm going to get a video of him dancing in the club for you guys. <laughs> like, this is going to be awesome. We were sitting <laughs> outside the shop, and there's one girl that, that comes up here, um, her boyfriend. Oh, uh, this plays was a couple here. weeks ago. This was here. a couple weeks ago. And... She sits out in the front, like right in front of the shop. Sits in the car, bitches about being like, here. Yeah, just basically just not having a good time. And Mike Ward's always sitting on And he goes out there. on everybody. Mike Ward comes out there. He's sitting there. He's like leaning on the window. And he's like, everything she says. You're only saying that because you want me to put my dick. Do you only say that because you want me to put your dick in the mouth? There you go. You guys. That's fair. Alright, well, anyway. Uh, that's, been, the kind of, that's the kind of guy. <laughs> I guess I should add my favorite Mike Ward story, oh, shouldn't I? You should. We were playing. This was back when they were playing Commander on Thursdays. You were here. Right? They were playing Commander on Thursdays, the one on one league. I was helping out. Okay. The owner's sister was working here, and she knew oh, absolutely nothing about magic. So I was, was kind of helping out, and a couple of her girlfriends came over. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I just you you oh, my goodness. So we had just got done. They were very round. interesting people, by the way. Just Even though they're, like, females, they yes. are very interesting. I, was, I had just finished <laughs> up my round, and we were sitting at a table, me... Will's got to do the voice. <laughs> Me and the two girls were sitting there. We were having a conversation, and Mike Ward walks up, and he immediately starts hitting on them. And I swear to God, the quote from him, you know the quote, Will? His quote is, Ha, I'm Mike Ward. My parents own Adidas pumps. Want to hang later? <laughs> yeah. It did not work. I have, to, I have to save. I have to save all the stories so that I like. I, 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 we could actually just have a special word. Tell stories about Mike Ward. But so I'll I'll have another story for you guys next week. Um, if you guys don't want to hear a Mike Ward story, if you don't think he's interesting, if you think he's disgusting, <laughs> it's whatever. okay. We do too. <laughs> it's okay. We do too. But if you guys, if you if you guys have any requests about like specific, specific like things that happen at at events, I'm I've had a lot of stuff happen to me at events. Were you at Open Series Charlotte? Which one? The, the previous one? The Open Series this year. The one where you got punched in the stomach? <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the one where they opened Jace live on the internet. Oh, no, no, I saw that. I, I was actually, there. I was I, within, like, five feet. I had my back turned to them. I, actually, I was talking to somebody. I actually watched it happen on Moto, uh, on their yeah, thing. I, I had my back it. turned to the booth about five yeah. feet away from them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, this isn't going to happen. And then, like, it did, <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I had a, no clue what was going on. Like, the head judge had to get on the microphone and announce to everybody what just happened. Yeah, the, he didn't explain. He didn't explain the gravity of the situation, though. He just said a Jace was open. He just said they opened a Jace. And they're like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> no, they were just like, 
What do you like better, Tezzard or Jace? Like I haven't, I haven't seen it yet because they uh, haven't posted it's that. It's not up. It's not up. No, it, it was. A, I haven't it, actually. It was a seen live it. exclusive thing. Yes. If if you weren't watching the coverage, you won't get to see it. And but it's, it's I mean, a sad thing. So I, like, but I was there. Yeah. I saw the reaction. I just kind of turned around with the what the hell's going on. Like, some of my favorite, some of my favorite stories are the show and tell. That was the same weekend. Yeah. Like no. I, we. I'm sure, obviously, we'll be talking about Moto and opening packs at some point. That story will come up. If you don't know about it, I'm sure somebody on there, just Google it. It's going to be up there. I, I don't, I don't, it's a pretty long story. So. Um, some, some of my favorite stories from events are actually Edgar Flores stories. But apparently he got upset. I don't know if this is true or not. Oh, no, no, that, that, the one where he threw, threw his cards? <laughs> All yeah. I know is apparently yeah, he, he threw was, his draft deck, and as I was leaving yeah, the convention center, he did it I followed, was my a, was my I followed a trail of commons and basic lands out of the convention <laughs> center. <laughs> like, down the steps, if you don't know the Charlotte Convention Center, there are very large set of stairs that descend to the second level and then to the floor level. And so, Star City always sets up on the third level. And apparently he was standing at the top of the stairs and, and he threw it. <laughs> threw and the all the way down the stairs and out the door oh, of he the did it. center, there was a trail well, of he cards. He did it twice because he actually threw his cards at somebody. No, I remember, him throw, I remember yeah. hearing about him throwing his cards at somebody, and then I remember another story he was playing. I forget yeah. what event oh, it was. He, like, what it was was he, uh, he was playing draft. He was in the draft he open. Was in the draft. And he, uh, he was in the draft open, and it was, I think, semifinals. And... He ends up losing to his opponent, who won on a on the play on a mulligan victory. That's tough to swallow. Yeah, and he threw it. Especially for Edgar. It was game three. I have not met, but I have heard rumors of an anger problem. I I met him. I met him when he played Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. So that doesn't that doesn't say a whole lot. Because <laughs> everybody that plays Yu-Gi-Oh has an anger problem. I've I flipped my shares at the share table. <laughs> the Edgar Flores table flip. That was born the weekend of Open Series Charlotte, correct? Oh, it was. I actually remember hearing about one story. I don't know if this is true. It's probably just an urban legend. But he uh, he got a real bad um, had one real bad game, and uh, it was a game three, and he got he he just. He stood up and just started punching his standard deck. <laughs> like he's just standing over the table, just punching his standard deck as hard as he can. Alright. So we promised true. this wouldn't be an hour, but it looks like he may actually uh, spend right. an hour. We, we, we have tons of stories, and we'll save them for the next next episode. Alright, so let's uh let's go on to shout outs. Shout out to Final Thoughts. Yeah, um, um, shout out to the, the Gathering Card Store, our resident local card shop in High Point, North Carolina, where I am employed. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Um, just search the Gathering. If it's a person, don't accept it. The owner's aunt decided to make a friend page. <laughs> Doesn't have a clue how to use Facebook or have a clue what our business is about. So, anyway, uh, come check us out. If you got time, want to play F and M? We have huge F and M attendance, and we have a great player base and a great bunch of people to come play and hang out. We have tournaments on the weekends, EDH. Anytime I'm here, there will be EDH going on because I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it, and we'll keep you posted for further events. We want to thank them for hosting our show because we are actually coming from coming to you from the gathering store right now. And if you listen to the first episode, by the time we started finishing, there were so many people around us getting ready for FNM. I love the atmosphere of trying to talk over people. So we're here Wednesday night on draft night and yeah. 
other stuff going on. So it's pretty much just some commander going on right now, or is it standard? Uh, somebody, I think somebody's gold fishing, and then we we have some work that we had to do, so that's, that's why we're up here. We're all up here. But, so anyway, yeah. Um, I just like to give a uh, just give a shout out to our just our fellow podcasters running the cast. Absolutely. Because first of all, like like we were saying last week, um, you know the some of the podcasts I've emailed, you know some of the people I've talked to, it's been a great help. Yeah, they they just they've helped us out a lot. Um, I mean, we would with, we we would email them, or you would, or I, you know, I problem, and they go, oh, you need this program. Yeah, and and this helps. Like, are you having a problem with, you know, the the sound quality of the audio, you know, the, the voice audio, you know, you just run it through this program before you insert music or whatever. And, yeah, that that was that was really great. Just sending us links, it's a, stuff to help us out. It's a great community to be a part of. Just like a magic community, the podcast, the magic podcast community is very helpful. Like it's we're all in this together. It's not. It's not just everybody's competing for air time. No, there's several people. I, I mean, most people that listen to podcasts have seven or eight that they listen to on a regular basis. Like I, I have, hopefully this is one. <laughs> I would hope so. I have I have like probably four I listen to on a regular basis. Um, limited resources, the Mana Pool, Port of Notions, and uh, and I listen to Avant Card Show. All all four podcasts, real great podcasts. Really cool people. And there are others that you listen in on every once in a while. I hear, I hear Commander Cast. I haven't listened to any of them yet, but I hear they, they have a great, great podcast. Um, I have to work Commander in it, so it's cool. <laughs> I'm sure you would be. Um, and a huge shout out and congratulations to LSV. Oh my God! On, on the up this weekend. He, he did. And um, may you one day retain your 16-0 and make it a 20-0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twenty. The next no, time somebody 16-0s the Swiss, they better finish off the 19-0 and win it all. You know. Well, I'm sure that LSV would never listen to this. He and if, if he does. It won't be anytime soon, but if he does, I, th- I think I could die happy. <laughs> like I was telling Chris outside earlier, I was like, from a business. <laughs> we actually, the shop actually has a shirt signed by him. Do you remember what it says, Will? The like. Uh, I went to Chantilly and all I got was LSD. He signed that shirt, didn't he? Yes, he did. He didn't understand it, but he signed it. <laughs> How can you not understand it? That is a great shirt. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story in of it. Yeah, so. It's just, just a white that, t-shirt that, with a sharpie. No, it's, a it's, great, a, it's a great t-shirt. It says, "I went to Chantel, Virginia, and all I got was LSB." Chantel, it's Chantilly. Chantilly, Chantilly, Virginia. I think it's a Chantilly VA. Like I'm, I'm, it is joke there is all that, I that got shirt. Was LSB. That shirt is hilarious in itself. The, the making of the shirt is a story. So <laughs> next week, perhaps. Uh, Talk about it next week. All right. Well, I'm gonna put a poll. I'm gonna put a poll up. All right. What do you guys want to hear? Of what stories do you guys want to hear? It's probably gonna be the LSB shirt story. Um, bar hopping at nationals. <laughs> That's a great one. Great. Uh, actually, it was. It wasn't really bar. Uh, the story I'm thinking of wasn't really bar hopping. It was. It was going to a bar, then going to some girl's house party. House party. And having a lot of fun, and then waking up the next morning and wanting to die. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's normally what happens after a house party. <laughs> or 
And then I'll think I'll think of two more stories that we can put up there. Another Mike Ward story, of course. <laughs> oh, probably the tallest man competition. Um, <laughs> we have yet to hear. That that could yeah. be interesting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then we'll find we'll find another story to fit in there somewhere. It'll be a oh maybe it'll be a mystery story. Ooh, just question marks as that option on the poll. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise me. Yeah, nobody will vote for it. Because they'll be like, what if it's a story about a cat? <laughs> and Will has cats. I don't actually have cats. I thought you had cats. I personally hate cats. I despise them. You don't like Leon Arbiter? No, I, I despise cats. I cast Black Man. One of the guys that used to work here had an all-cat commander dad. You know, every time a new set comes out, you know what the first thing he says to me? Ooh, new set out? Any cats in it? <laughs> Actually, he says that. He, and he, he always requests to see the books that come with the fat pack. So he can look and see if there are any cats. <laughs> yeah, he won't take my word for it. <laughs> All right, well, I, I think we're going to... Anyway. We're going to quit rambling. Um, and, uh, uh... Yeah, I'll post the poll uh, on the... We also have a poll up about the banning. Yeah, how do you feel about it? Are you QQing about Jay? What? Jace? Jay. I believe Jay. the options are... Hase. The options Hase. are, are you happy with the, the banning? And the answers are yes, no, only Jace, only what banning? Ford, and <laughs> what banning? I think other. I'm going to answer other see what happens. Well, the, I, I put other and then up my head option because a lot of people thought Valakut should go too. I don't know why. That's a, that's a discussion for a different day. Spreading seeds to Valakut. Um, anyway, we'll, we'll quit rambling, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Keep deck building, keep playtesting, keep running the gauntlet.